good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Hope you're staying safe. We're still going through the uh, crazy coronavirus stuff, and that may be going on for a while. Um, I'll try to, you know, try to keep that in mind. And and I always, uh, I don't know everyone who watches or listens, or if it, or even if anyone really does that much. But nonetheless, you know, I, I try to keep everyone in my on my prayer prayer list, even even viewers and listeners, if, even if I don't know who they are. Um. Anyway, we've been reading in Romans. We read chapter 12, and we're ready to read chapter 13. Now, at the end of chapter 12, Paul was telling us to not um, try to take vengeance, but to, uh, you know, um, do not overcome. Well, yeah, let's read the last verse. He pretty much sums it up better than better than I can. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Being good and treating people who are perhaps not being good or perhaps are being bad and treating you evilly, treat them well and be good to them. Bless them. So here we're going to move on to chapter 13. Paul's going to change change it up a little bit. I do understand why they why they started a new chapter here. Sometimes I don't always understand, but here I think they've tried to break Romans up in logical chapters. <clears throat> Pardon me. So this is chapter 13. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good, but if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For the same reason you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Now Paul very succinctly, very simply, is just saying we should be subject to our government authorities. Now, it's not that there can be any exceptions, but in general, we should be subject to the government authorities. We should be obeying the law because a lawful, you know, I mean, if you think about, let's just think about, like, I, I live in the U.S., right? So we're in the U.S., um, our laws are to help maintain peace. It helps to maintain our freedom of worship and religion, um, our freedom of speech. So all these are good things. And this country, maybe I can't compare it to every country in the world because I don't know of every country in the world. But this country was really formed with the idea of being able to worship God and uh, for our religious freedoms to keep the government out 
of our religion so that w we wouldn't be forced into, you know, um, the Catholic Church or the Church of England or, or any of the other uh, churches that might be out there that the governments try to force their people into, which I don't think that really happens so much nowadays, but it was a thing in the past, okay? Uh, and maybe it happens more than I know, but it just seems like it was more of a, something that happened in history than now. But nonetheless, um, so Paul is telling us, you know, to be subject to the authority of the government. Now, there are exceptions. You remember reading of Daniel and, uh, I'm going to get their names wrong, Meshach, Abednego, Abednego, Meshach. I can't remember the other guy's name now. Well, anyway, you know who I'm thinking of. The guys who got in the fiery, who were put in the fiery furnace. These people, now they stayed peaceful. They didn't really resist the, the king and all, but they did not abide by, like they weren't going to bow to the idol, and they, and they still prayed and worshipped God. Okay, and that's what they were, that's what they and Daniel were in trouble for. The fact that they still worshipped God and they didn't bow to the, the golden idol or whatever it was that he wanted them to, to worship. They didn't do that. So, But they did that peacefully. They didn't do that. They did not cause an uproar. Um, matter of fact, I mean, there's a good chance that people would have never known had it not been for whoever ratted them out. I forget who that was now, but you get the idea, you know. Um, and so... We should try to obey our authorities and obey the government, follow the laws, and do like we should. There's another um, letter, unless it's in this letter, but I know for certain that Paul also says somewhere else to obey the law of the land. Or if it's someone else, then I apologize. In one of the epistles, though, uh, it's, it's stressed to obey the law, the law of the land. And this is why, because we shouldn't, you know, the law and the authority is there. It's to try to keep peace in the land. It's to try to keep... If you have a peaceful country, you have a better chance of being able to worship and follow God without... You know, if you have a war-torn country, it makes uh, worship and all these other things much harder. It just makes it very difficult to spread the word of God also. And, and then he goes on, you know, for rulers are not a terror to good contact, conduct. Yeah, um... Why would you be afraid of authority? Why would you, like, if I see a policeman, and I know people, or I have known people, let me put it this way, I have known people in the past, too. They'll be driving down the road, and they see a cop, and they're like, oh, there's a cop, and they're, like, afraid of that cop, like like they're doing something wrong. And I, I'm like, well, if you're not speeding, and you're not doing anything wrong, there's nothing for you. You should, well, me, seeing a cop, I think that's a welcome sight. I know there's a policeman nearby. I know... Um, should you need help, you know, you would have somebody there. Um, to me, these people represent peace and, and uh, safety and help, aid, should I need it, you know. Uh, so I, I don't understand this fear. And, and Paul kind of says here, well, if you're afraid of them, then, you know, if you don't want to be afraid of them, then do what is good. You know, are you doing something bad? Why would you be afraid of them? Don't be afraid of them, especially not if you're not doing anything wrong. But uh, don't do anything wrong, though, either. You know, don't be getting into trouble. For he is God's servant for your good. 
But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. And in this case, it seemed to be like the sword of justice or the sword of God. And um, in our case, it might be, you know, a gun instead of a sword, but still the same idea. But, um, you know, he is an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Okay, so, I mean, Paul's putting it plainly out there, you know. Um, unfortunately, that's, you know, that's part of that authority that they have. Um, and they need that to keep the rest of us safe, honestly. Um, but, uh, so we should be in subjection to the laws. Now, and I'm going to tell you that I kind of grump and moan about this uh coronavirus thing okay because I, I think I think we've gone a little too far I mean I've read a couple of things where a couple of preachers were arrested for having church and things and I think that's just going I think that's going a little bit too far okay now that's just me that's okay I'm not not trying to get into that too much but you know here they've 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 told us you know hey to not have you know, do not have uh, meetings of more than 50 people, or I think now they're even down to like more than 10 people. You know, you can't have gatherings. Um, part of me really does not appreciate that. And the reason is, is that I want us to have church. I want us to be able to go to church. We all do, of course. Of course we do. We want to go to church. Um, and here we're being told we cannot you know, assemble like we normally would, at least for a few weeks. Now, if, as long as it's just for a few weeks, okay, fine, if that's truly the case, and if it's truly for safety, I understand that, and I can, I can get behind that. I just worry, I just worry that it's, you know, that it, this sets a bad precedent. Um, but, there's nothing technically really wrong with that because we're still like uh, I know all of us we're still trying to do things um, via the internet and have church services and and uh, you know still pray and sing and do different things we're just doing a lot of that at home which is you know if you think back hundreds of years ago when you lived in a farm out in the middle of uh, Kansas or Montana and there's nobody around that's how you had church you had family church you just your family did its own little church that's what you did so we're back to that in a way which is not awful it's not terrible um, of course anytime you would go into town back then if you could go to the church that would be something you would do but uh, it wasn't always possible depending on where you lived so did I wander off I may have wandered off a bit but nonetheless but we should follow these guidelines as much as we can and listen and obey uh, the government as long as as long as it's temporary and it's for safety's sake okay then we can get behind that as Christians when you say well I, I love my neighbors and I don't want them to get sick and I don't want others to get sick now I'll tell you my first response to this was not near as reasoned and logical as I am right now my first response to this was like no 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 we shouldn't do that but like I say, for safety's sake, out of care and concern for others, I can get behind this. We can do this. But we can't do it forever. It has to be temporary. 
and right now we're looking at doing it for the next uh, what three or four weeks and then we'll be done okay fine okay but let's not try to extend it any more than that because then you're getting to the point of ridiculousness because it's a virus it's going to do what it's going to do we we we've never been able to stop the human cold or um, the common cold or the flu I mean it it happens it just periodically happens and I'm not trying to be cruel or mean I'm just saying there's only so much we can do and right now we're kind of accidentally making the few stores that are open are mainly grocery stores or stores that you really need things from like food um, those are the only things open so they're the only things people go to so those are the sources of contagion now <laughs> you know because that's where everybody goes so um, so I'm not sure how well this is all going to work I hope it works out well and I hope everyone is safe um, and I do pray for that but you know I have my I have my concerns and uh, I don't want us to go too far like I said but uh, at the same time though we should obey the authorities we should obey the law of the land we should do the best we can to live peacefully within our society and follow the laws and do the do the correct things now the law when it comes to tell you how to worship or what to worship or anything like that that's when peacefully we have examples peacefully we we do not do that if you tell me to worship the golden idol or the corn cob or whatever you think you know is the thing of the day the spaghetti head monster I you know I'm not gonna do that so I'll worship God I'll worship Jesus and you know if that gets me in trouble then then we get in trouble for Jesus sake for God's sake and that's okay but that's the only time it's okay we should not get in trouble for doing the wrong things and for being on the wrong side of things do you understand that distinction I mean that's we should not get in trouble we should not be in trouble with the authorities for being a wrongdoer for doing things that are wrong now he also gets into paying taxes we should pay our taxes even though I here again I grump sometimes because I think I think our taxes I think our tax system has grown disproportionately it's out of hand okay I'm just gonna say it but I still pay my taxes every year I don't try to get out of it I take the uh, deductions they allow me to take but I do not try to go through and look for every little loophole and do all this no no I pay my taxes I will pay my taxes uh, based on my income and I'm okay with that because I feel like we all need to put into the pot and that's okay um, I think where we get into trouble is with all the other taxes out there that drive it, it is too much it is too burdensome that's why that's why people don't want to pay their taxes and I, I do understand that but legally and for um, to be a Christian and to be in good standing we need to go ahead and pay our taxes and then Paul also goes into pay all that is owed to anyone revenue to whom revenue is owed let me look at this in the amplified because I think the amplified actually read just slightly 
different? Was it any clearer though? Well, not especially. It's it reads a little different, but it's instead of revenue, it says customs. To whom customs is due? I, I'm not sure I understand what we're getting at there. Um, I understand revenue better. Basically, if you owe somebody money, yeah, if you owe somebody money, go ahead and pay them what is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed, and honor to whom honor is owed. I mean, people who, you know, we should respect and honor those who are in authority. And it doesn't mean we have to agree with them all the time or appreciate, you know, their view. But, you know, we should respect and honor them for the position they're in. You'll notice that, uh, I believe it's in Acts that Paul refers to either Festus or Felix as the most excellent. And that was something that they said to people who were in authority, were in a position of authority. They would call them most excellent and that kind of thing. So Paul did this himself. He did try to pay respect and honor to those. Even though that person was not a Christian, Paul still did that. All right. So I'm going to move on from verse 8. Now here, Paul is kind of switching gears on us a little bit. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Now he's telling us to owe no one anything, so as much as possible we should not be in debt. And we should especially try not to be in debt to each other as a people, as to different people, and especially family and friends, it, it, it kind of, it tends to create problems. Anyway, and except love each other. Now, the kind of love that's being referred to, again, is a godly love, where it's not like an emotional, earthly love, but it's um, it's the kind of love, let me, I've got that, that definition here, hold on. Okay, it is, it's the kind of love where you, you're doing things for the benefit of another person. That is, you're having an unselfish concern for another and a willingness to seek the best for that other person. In other words, you're looking, you're helping look out for that other person and you're trying to look for their best and to help them in an unselfish manner, not for selfish gain or anything like that. So. That kind of godly love where we're looking out for the best for each other and we care about each other and we want to help each other have the best, do the best that we can. Um, the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now that, let's see, do they give that reference? That reference is actually, work with me, Leviticus 19.18. If you flip back, you will find that that, you'll find that most everything Jesus really taught and said is in the Old Testament. I'm just saying, we're going to get all, we're going to get there and you'll see all of that. But anyway. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So, when we're looking out for each other and we care about each other and we're being unselfish toward one another, 
then uh, you know we love our neighbors ourselves and we don't want to mistreat them or have anything bad happen to them then we will fulfill the law by we won't be wanting to do these things we won't even have the desire in our heart to do these things besides well let me start that over sorry besides this you know the all right I, <clears throat> let me try that one more time besides this you know Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. Now, what he's saying is, you know the time, you know that we're getting closer to Jesus returning, um, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep, and he's talking about spiritual sleep or slumber to rise up and not be, you know, spiritually asleep but to be awake and active. The night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. So we are out of the night, we are out of the darkness, thanks to the Lord coming and saving us. He has pulled us out of the darkness and into the light, into the day. You know, we're under the light of God, under the, the sun's light, we're in day, we're out of the darkness, and put on the armor of light, which Paul goes on to really define the armor of light, but that is, you know, faith and belief in God and, and the Lord Jesus. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sens sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh to gratify its desires. So let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in. All these things are considered things you do, you know, in darkness at night and you do it secretly. Um, you know, orgies, drunkenness, sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy. Maybe, maybe that's not so much of a secret thing, <laughs> quarreling and jealousy, but you get the idea. Sometimes it is. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Do not, you know, do not feed the carnal earthly desires that we have. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ whom we have been, you know, we've been baptized into. We've, um, we've been buried and rose again with him through baptism. So again, urging us to follow Jesus, his example, make no provision for the flesh, don't, you know, try not to, um, try to put away things that, uh, that tempt you, try to put away things, get rid of things that uh, tempt you to sin or tempt you to do something wrong. Um, I mean, simply put, like if you had, let's say you had, uh, well, let's say you had, uh, in the old days, you had magazines or something, you know, of a pornographic nature. Well, get rid of those things. Don't keep those around to tempt you and look at, you know, and that sort of, and that's, that's a very base, I guess, example. Um, but there are other examples you could make as well. Um, just make no provision for these things. Um, 
if you're tempted to I'm trying to think of other temptations there are so many that my mind is going blank right now but just making no provision for the flesh if you're a big overeater and you don't want to well I hate to get into that that's such a minor thing relatively speaking but well but it is a good example like if you were overeating and you were dieting and you're trying to not overeat don't buy and bring home those things you don't want or that you don't want to be taking or in or eating anymore so it's the same here don't don't bring in to your life don't subscribe to and bring in things into your life that are going to tempt you to sin you know if regular TV is a problem because of whatever reason maybe I don't watch a lot of regular TV but what there is of it I know that some of it can involve you know some pretty negative influences and can show you some things that maybe you don't want to see or shouldn't be seeing then don't subscribe to that don't watch that don't bring that into your house turn I know people who just they don't have regular cable TV they're very controlling of what they watch at home and there's nothing wrong with that that's one way to keep those influences out pardon me <clears throat> absolutely nothing wrong with that so and that's why some people homeschool again done in the right way for the right reasons it's a very good thing um, you know you're trying to filter out and keep out some of those bad influences and uh, bad teachings of the world so I understand that um, however as in the case of homeschooling you should definitely make sure that you're teaching your child everything even the things you should expose them to all those crazy theories even the ones you don't agree with just so that they know about them and so that they too can understand why you know why you don't believe those things and why they're not true you know it's not to uh, block them off from everything so that they never hear about it so later they're shocked and they're like oh I was never told about this you know you don't want that kind of reaction and you don't want that kind of thing to happen all right I'm drawing on and I'm getting off topic so remember just make no provision for the flesh if something is tempting you to sin it's kind of like Jesus said about cutting your hand and your feet off and stuff if something is tempting you to sin push it out of your life just leave it out it's like if you're trying to diet don't bring home those chips it's very similar to that whatever it is that's tempting you to sin just don't have it in your life push it out of your life you know be whatever kind of influence that is okay all right so um, to summarize 13 13 is basically there's really basically two points to 13 um, submission to uh, authorities making sure that we obey the laws and follow our, our uh, the people in authority and the government and pay our taxes and things that are due like that and pay our debts as necessary and then to love one another and fulfill the law through love and uh, do not owe each other anything except to love and care about one another unselfishly watching out for one another and then there is the warning that <clears throat> we should not fulfill the lusts of the flesh we should make no provision for the flesh you know to eliminate those things that tempt us to sin so that is that is Romans chapter 13 uh, thank you for listening
remember to stay safe out there and remember that God loves you.